The church like Christ, Stephen. The purpose of a leader in the church like Christ is to turn on your microphone. Thank you, Bill. The purpose of a leader in the church like Christ is to apply God's word to every problem. Stephen was one of those leaders. Although a leader, Scripture refers to Stephen as a servant. One of the seven deacons that's read about in Acts chapter 6, Stephen was to help organize care for certain people. When considering this type of leader, the apostles gave three points of qualifications. Relationship to others, relationship to God, and relationship to self. Listen to this passage. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, relationship to others, full of the Spirit, relationship to God, and wisdom, relationship to self, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we, the apostles, will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. Acts chapter 6, verses 3 through 6. Today's lesson is the church like Christ. Stephen, servant leader, preacher, and mission-minded. The first point in the church like Christ, Stephen, is servant leader. There was a challenge in the church like Christ. It was not a challenge of unity of God's people. There were, they were unified around Christ. They were unified and one with the teachings of Christ. It was not unselfishness among God's people, other than that there were certain needs not being met. The problem was an organizational consideration in taking care of expanding needs. Now, in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Imagine the logistic issues of the Christ church spread throughout Jerusalem. New people converted to Christ on a regular basis. It must have been a nice problem to deal with. But there came certain issues with this growth. And now here comes the resolution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word to, of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit, and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty, Acts chapter 6, verses 2 through 3. When the apostles summoned the full number of disciples, how many were there? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of hard to determine 
it's kind of hard to know. But the numbers we know so far are 3,000 souls in Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Day by day, more were being added, Acts chapter 2, 47. 5,000 more in Acts chapter 4, verse 4. Multitudes of men and women in Acts chapter 5, verse 14. Could it be about 10 to 20,000 people? Quite possible. Quite possible. 10 to 20,000 people in the church like Christ that need to be taken care of, specifically certain areas. So they chose seven men from the whole group. The result was awesome. These seven men they set before the apostles, and they, the apostles, prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God, guess what? Continued to increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Acts chapter 6, verse 7. Why were they growing? Well, they had unity with the message of Christ coming from the apostles. And they were unselfish with each other. They looked out for those who were in need and they tried to manage it appropriately. The church like Christ, Stephen, second point, is preacher. What changes hearts? What changes the heart or the attitude of a person? Is it the supernatural that changes hearts? Is it the message of Christ alone that changes hearts. It is the heart of the hearer along with the correct message of Christ that changes hearts. The hearer has to be one who is willing to listen and change. If the heart of the hearer is open to God's message, guess what? Good is going to come of it, correct? If they're open to the message. But if the heart of the hearer is stone. It's going to remain stone. It goes along with the attitude concept. Look at Stephen as he was brought before the council. And gazing at him. All who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Acts chapter 6, verse 15. Now, did that mean that he was very handsome and a beautiful man to look at? Or maybe was there something supernatural going on with at least his facial features? My neighbor, Harold, everybody knows Harold, um, told me a story. I had noticed him wave at me earlier in the day. This was a couple days ago. From his yard over to the way back of where I am. And he waved at me. And uh, I was working on the fence. I'm starting to put up a fence. So I must have been standing there pondering or resting. I had my hands on my hips. And uh, I had a light shirt on. And in back of me was the sun. So here I am with the sun behind me standing from his point of view, very majestically and glowing. (laughs) So he waved at me, and I waved back, 
And then he knew for sure that it was not the end of days and it was just John. He was having fun with me. Stephen, though, his face was like that of an angel, according to the text. And he preached a saving message to bring people to repentance. The question is, what kind of heart did these listeners have? Knowing the story, you may ask, how could these people have a problem with Stephen? Didn't they know he was one of the seven? He had a good reputation among those people who have a problem. He had a good reputation among those who were believers in Christ. He had a great relationship with God, and he was a wise man in the ways of God. And yet, these people seem to have a problem with him. Why is that? And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and those of, from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. Acts chapter 6, 8 through 11. Here is an example of someone who did supernatural things. He had the message of Christ also, but the hearts of those listening were hardened against God's message. Now Stephen is arrested and brought before the council, Acts chapter 6, verse 12. This is the same council that told Peter and John to stop preaching in the name of Christ. This is the same council that had the 12 apostles beaten and then charged them again with not preaching by not, to not preach in the name of Christ. So Stephen had a message laid at him. Excuse me, he had a question laid at him. And from that question, he had a message. The question was, did you really speak against Moses, the law, God, and the temple? The response was this. Now, if I was to summarize the response and put it into a title, I would say the title of the lesson today is Follow God's Purpose. Doesn't seem to be a hard message, does it? We all want to follow God's purpose, don't we? And within this lesson, the general gist of it is this. God has always been involved. From Abraham throughout all his lineage, specifically from this text, that's what he's talking about. But at each step, there are always people who resisted. That's the gist of the lesson. God's people, not me, talking about Stephen himself, were opposed to divine revelation. You are currently participating in the sins of your fathers. Well, that's what Stephen basically said to them. God's working. He's always been involved. There's always been somebody who's resisted. You're part of that mess. 
you're resisting. So he brings out the application. This is where we want, uh, as preachers, the hope of repentance, right? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Now in Acts 2.38, or in Acts chapter 2, you notice that the people there were kind of like, <gasps> what do we do to be saved? But here you get a different picture because you got a different heart. As your father did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. The application was intended to bring acknowledgement and repentance. But in Acts chapter 7, verse 57, they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Was that the message's fault? Was that Stephen's fault? It was the heart of the hearers who reacted in the wrong way. They were not interested in repenting and not interested in the message. So the church like Christ, Stephen, third point is mission-minded. Even the most experienced mission-minded individuals run into challenges. We're always going, what could I have done better to present the message in such a way that these people would have said, yes, that's the reality of we being human. The real challenge, though, is can be a delivery, but the real challenge is what type of heart are you speaking to? The good heart or the stone heart? This might be why certain people struggle teaching the truth. They fear rejection, and rejection is no fun. We like to be liked. Some people like to be hated, but most people like to be liked. And that rejection hurts. Remember, those who reject the message are ultimately rejecting who? Christ. Christ. Our job is just to deliver the message. Have you ever heard of the phrase Monday morning quarterback? I brought this up in class. That's why I did. It is that moment after weekend football games when those who watch the, from the sides dictate what their team should have done. Sometimes you hear what some would do if they were on the team. Then comes the unsolicited advice from spoken, spoken in absolutes. Being called a Monday morning quarterback actually is not a compliment. Imagine what a complainer might say of Stephen's approach with God's message. Yet Stephen ran into hard hearts. Was that Stephen's fault? No, he was forced into the situation because of the message preached. They came and got him. The purpose of the church like Christ is to share the message. You might recall in some of the newsletter articles that I've written, I have a phrase in there called the cycle of persecution. Starts off with growth, 
then persecution, ultimately from Satan, and then a response, a proper response by the disciples, not just any response, but a proper response by the disciples, and then comes more growth. And that, you see, throughout Acts and other places, this continued cycle of persecution. The context around Stephen is another good example of that. Growth was happening. Then arguments against God's new teaching, Acts chapter 6, 8 through 15, they argued with Stephen in a debate. Now, I imagine he wasn't uh, mean about it. He was just debating, and guess what? He was winning. And then they took offense. Rather than conceding, they instigated falsehood against Stephen. They were telling lies. This led to Stephen being sent to the council. And in all situations, Stephen had the proper response. I don't get the idea that God was unhappy with the result on Stephen's part. This led to Stephen dying. His proper response led to his death. But was it the message's fault? Was it Stephen's fault? It was the heart of the hearers who did not want to respond properly. You may say, where is the growth <laughs> if he was killed? Well, now we got to look at the bigger picture. Right after Stephen's death, we can honestly say that full-blown persecution was going on. Saul, who we know as Paul, was ravaging the church. He got papers from the high priest to do that, to throw men and women who are following Jesus Christ into prison. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, even except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through 3. As we look at the rest of Acts, what do we see? We see continuation of growth. And that growth makes some people unhappy and they persecute. Then you see people who respond to that growth properly, which still makes those people unhappy, and they persecute more. But ultimately, what's coming about? More growth. When the Lord's church is persecuted, people must stand up with the truth, with the message. It's the message that saves if they respond correctly. Today's lesson is called the church like Christ, Stephen, servant leader, preacher, and mission-minded. The purpose of a leader in the church like Christ is to apply God's word 
into every problem. Stephen was one of those leaders 